So here we are in the second of our series of sermons that we have called Advent Values. Advent contains within all sorts of ideas and themes uh, that are so important to us as followers of Jesus. And last week we thought about hope and today we're thinking about comfort. And uh, I wonder how in the this last nine months or so have you found comfort? Because this lockdown period has affected us all in different ways, hasn't it? I was talking to a friend of mine this week. Uh, he's a, a great extrovert. He loves being with people. And uh, since probably around April, he's not been able to go to the office. He's had to work from home. And obviously, that's kind of been a bit difficult for him. He loves the whole banter around the office. He loves being able to chat around ideas and come up with new schemes with people. Uh, he loves the gossip of an office. He loves all of that. And uh, so being at home meant that it was quite difficult for him. But I saw him this week and he said, over the time of this whole lockdown period, things have changed for him. And he's now feeling quite anxious about going back to work, about going back to the office. Strange, isn't it, how that's kind of just turned around for him. And for all of us, we've been on a journey through this lockdown period where we perhaps discovered things about ourselves things that we weren't aware of. Perhaps we've become aware of how we have sought comfort. Because we all like to have comfort. And I'm not talking about just luxury in this. Comfort is about something that soothes us. And in a time of fear, uncertainty, insecurity, we all need a sense of being soothed, don't we? It starts off when we're babies. As you may know, I may have mentioned it once or twice, I'm now a granddad. Uh, babies, they like to be soothed. They like to have something soft and warm that's next to them to, to make them feel comfortable. They get their comfort from that. And as we get older, where we find comfort just changes. We perhaps find comfort in other people find comfort in having nice things around our house, find comfort in eating food or drink. We can find comfort in all sorts of places that can either be positive or negative. And the more we find comfort in certain things, the more we perhaps need them to find our sense of security. And it's really interesting, I think, to, for all of us to reflect on how this year has affected us, how this year has changed, perhaps, where we have found comfort. Where have you found comfort this year? In those times when you felt most anxious, in those times when you thought that things would just seem to be getting darker, and perhaps you were being fearful, where have you found comfort? And I love this passage that we have read to us because it starts off, doesn't it? With God saying, comfort, comfort my people. Let me give you just some context. If you read verse uh, chapter 39 of Isaiah, it is filled with bad news. Bad news for the people of Israel. In that chapter, Isaiah prophesies that they are about to be captured by the Babylonians and taken off into exile. And then there's this huge gap between that time and this time in Isaiah chapter 40, because this is now after they have come back from Babylon and they're coming back into their home. 
and they're feeling wretched and they're tired and they're exhausted and they're looking at their nation as it's just desolate. And God speaks to them and he speaks to them words of comfort. And there's three things in this passage I want to draw out. Three things that God is saying to us and that actually also, as we see in this passage, we need to say to others. And the passage is filled with things that are uh, part of other kind of contexts and stories. And the first thing is this, if you look at verses uh, 6 and 7 and 8, they are used in a funeral service. So verse says this, all people are like grass and their fruitful, sorry, and all their faithfulness is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall because the breath of the Lord blows on them. That alludes to a passage that is used in the funeral service. And that passage, that those three verses there, speak to us of the fragility of life. That at any point we can be snuffed out. And I guess for, for a lot of people, that has become more and more, uh, they become more aware of that this year. As the deaths have risen throughout the year, it's now like over 60,000 people in this country have died. Perhaps we've all become a little bit aware of our mortality. A little bit aware of the, the weakness that, that we have. The fragility of life. And all too often we put our comfort in our own strength. Our strength not simply as us human beings, but our strength as a race, a human race. Because there's so much we can do, isn't there? Our security can be in that. But God says all of that can just be blown away. And it's amazing, isn't it, how we've seen that in this year. How we, all the things that we take for granted, like just going to the shops or going to see family and friends, all those kind of things have just been curtailed and have become dangerous. Life is not always what we think it is. And it is always more fragile than we think it is. And that's why, you know, for instance, it's so important that we take seriously the whole idea of global warming. A lot of people think about this whole idea of global warming as, as a little bit of over-exaggeration. But what we've seen in this year is the fragility of life. Life is not as secure as we once thought it was. And so we need to be careful. And we need to think consciously about how we look after each other and look after the world that we live in. And as we become more aware of our own vulnerability in all of this, there is a need, isn't there? Where can I find my security? Where can I find that place where I can be comforted? And so here in this passage, Isaiah says to Isaiah, go and tell the people life is fragile. But then he also says this, go and tell the people that a king is coming, that their Lord is coming. And so in verse three onwards, we have verses that are, are used in conjunction with John the Baptist as he came to proclaim the coming of Jesus. And so God says this to Isaiah, there's a voice of one calling in the wilderness, 
Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low, and rough ground shall become level, and rugged places a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And then later on, he talks about how the sovereign Lord, in verse 10, comes with power and will rule with a mighty arm. See, the coming of the Lord was something that the the people of Israel had been looking forward to. They were looking forward to their Messiah coming and they had waited for so long and they still had to wait from this point onwards. But Isaiah reminds them, in their place of need, in the place of their fragility and vulnerability, look to the Lord who is coming. And for us, in our own vulnerability and fragility, We can look to the Lord who has come in Christ and Christ who is coming again. Christ who will come again and make all things new. For whom he will make the world secure again because he will make it as it should have been. In the way that God intended right back in the book of Genesis. A world that is filled with the love and the peace and the joy of God, just like it was at the beginning. And we're stuck in the middle now. We're waiting for this to to be fulfilled. But our hope, as we heard last week, is always in the Christ who is coming, not just the Christ who has been, but the Christ who is coming, who will renew all things. And in that passage, Isaiah says, look, remove all the obstacles, make the way clear. And we all need to do that in our lives. If we are to discover something of the coming of Christ in our own personal life, we need to make the way clear. And here in this passage, he's talking about two specific things. He's talking about sin and he's talking about ignorance. He's talking about sin, how that becomes a barrier between us and God, as it did for the people of Israel. That's why they were sent in exile to Babylon. And it's exactly the same for us. But we know that because of Christ, all our sins can be wiped away. All our sins can be forgiven and we can be restored in our relationship with him. Don't allow sin to fester in your life. Don't allow sin to control your life. Constantly bring it before God in confession. But he's also talking here about ignorance. People were ignorant of the ways of God. And we can be too. Because we don't read the scriptures as we should. But it's not just about us as people who are followers of Jesus. Here in this passage, Isaiah is saying, go and tell everyone this. Go and tell everyone this. You see, what God is saying to us, we should also be saying to others. That their hope in in all the things around them is wasted because life is more fragile than they'll ever realise. That they need to put their trust in the God who has come and is coming again. And that is where we find our comfort. See, our comfort comes out of security. Comfort comes out of being in a place where we feel comfortable enough to relax and feel safe. If you don't feel safe in the presence of God, 
then I would encourage you to turn away from your sin, to read the scriptures and to look at him afresh and come back to him and find your security or identity in him. When God says right at the beginning of that passage, he says, comfort, comfort my people. And then he finishes the passage with this. He says, God's, God tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those who are young. See, sheep are, are quite a, a fragile uh, animal. They're not always ruddy or hardy. They can be easily taken by wolves. They can be easily taken by other predators. They have no real form of defence. They're not even the most brightest of animals. But the shepherd comes and cares for them. See, in our vulnerability, in our fragility, we have a God who comes to us and cares for us and nurtures us and keeps us safe. Keeps us safe from the things of this world by promising us a future in the next. And I want to encourage you to not go looking for your comfort in other things. To not find your comfort in the things of this world. But to find your comfort in Christ. Who came and lived amongst us. Who lived a sinless life. Who died upon a cross so that you may be forgiven. So that you may be set free. And who rose again to show us that in him we can have new life and life everlasting. A life that starts now and will continue forever. Isn't that what we all want? See, if I am struggling, if I'm finding life hard, it would be easy for me to look around me for things to make me feel comfortable again. But those things don't last. It is only Christ who will make me eternally secure, who will make me eternally comfortable, who will make me put me in a place where I can feel safe. Let me pray for you. Lord, I pray for my friends who are watching this, and I pray, Lord, that they may find their security in you. That they may not look to the things of this world, that they may not look to other people, that they may not look to the things that surround them they could easily overindulge in. But Lord, that they would find that in you they can be safe, they can be secure, they can find comfort, they can find hope, they can find love. So be with them, I pray. Amen. We're going to move into a song and it's uh, entitled Waiting Here For You. And as uh, Mark and Jenny sing this song, I want to encourage you to just where you are right now, just, just be still. To be still and allow the presence of God to enfold you in the love and the grace of God. To not rush into thinking about something else or to doing is putting a cup of tea on or a cup of coffee on. But to just sit and be still and to wait 
to wait for the presence of God in your heart and in that room where you are in right now. So just wait for him. <laughs>